podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday. The Tuesday after Liverpool played out the most boring draw possible against Chelsea, but who can be arsed really talking about that? I'm sure it's been talked to death. Wasn't here yesterday, so no point in going over it all today. Uh, what we will look at today is the main Liverpool websites. We will start though with an article from Neil Jones on Goal.com in which he does highlight the poor form of Jordan Henderson. Now he ties it in with the poor form of Fabinho as if those things aren't related Um, and does gloss it up a little bit on the captain's behalf, making out that it is only this season where he's been a problem rather than pointing out that last season he was also dreadful and the season before that he was poor. But he is the first journalist to actually call out Henderson's poor form. If any of them were going to do it, it would be either Neil Jones or David Lynch. Highly unlikely that any of the more established ones would dare do so. Uh, and uh, This is Anfield, rather. Liverpool's injury latest, when Diogo Jota, Luis Diaz and co are due back. So this was put together by Joanna Durkin. Uh, Virgil van Dijk, they're hoping that he could be back for Everton. That seems unlikely to me. Um, after that, we go to Newcastle. That one seems a bit more pl- a bit more plausible. Bobby, we still have no date. We still have no date. On December 29th, we were told Bobby would be back in a couple of days. And now... It doesn't look like he's going to be back anytime soon. Diogo Jota, the aim is to have him back for the game against Real Madrid on February 21st. Luis Diaz, they're suggesting it'll be March. Artur, sometime in February. And then obviously Cade Gordon and Calvin Ramsey. Cade Gordon, it's an issue that will heal when it's healed. Um, A pelvic issue, probably something related to a growth spurt. Calvin Ramsey's an interesting one. It does seem like when we bought him, there was a bit of an issue. Again, it could have been growth-related, but it would be nice to see him play a bit more, especially, you know, in the first team. Um, He has played for the 21s and largely looked good. got sent off in his last game, but he's clearly a talented player. It would just be nice to see him get an an opportunity at right back, Um, particularly as it would allow maybe... Klopp to experiment a bit with Trent. But it's obviously not something the club are too worried about. And uh, we'll just have to wait and see. The Cade Gordon one is just so unfortunate because 
he was starting to get a bit of run in the first team, you know, in the Cups and that. And now he's missed an entire year of football. And that's really disappointing. So he's back on the pitch, he's running, he's starting to ramp up, but it's going to take some time. And it should take some time because that's a very, very unique talent. And I know everybody's very excited about Ben Doak, and rightly so. But don't forget, a year ago, everybody was in the same place with Cade. And when we signed Cade, it was a huge coup to get him because United offered him considerably more money to go there. He is or was at the time seen as the best player in his age group in English football. So he's one worth pe- uh, persevering with. Red's half time report Liverpool need to get their shit together and fast. Uh, unusual for a swear word to appear on This Is Anfield, even if bleeped out. This was written by Stephen Scrag. So do check that one out. Uh, Defence, Basetic and Salah, three positives, three negatives from Liverpool against Chelsea. Um, Finding three positives, I would imagine, is a bit of a stretch. Um, A bit of a stretch. Liverpool to be impacted by new FFP limit after Chelsea exposed loophole. So obviously Chelsea have been doing a little bit of Cheating, well, not cheating, because it's allowed, but it's a little bit odd the way they're signing players to eight and a half year contracts and seven and a half year contracts because it allows them to use amortization across a longer period of time. But this law is now going to be changed so that the players can sign for as long as they want, but the fees can only be broken down over five years. Doesn't really suggest how this is going to impact Liverpool. Just says that it will impact Liverpool. I suppose it's, you know, if we pay a huge fee for Bellingham and sign him to a a six-year deal, we won't be able to spread the the amortisation out, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Liverpool loanee on losing end of the worst result in club's 120-year history. Oh, Leighton Clarkson. Aberdeen lost to Darville uh, during the week. Darville are in the sixth tier of Scottish football and Clarkson played the whole game and Aberdeen were awful. But Aberdeen have been very, very hit and miss this season. So it's... um, it's not really a surprise. 16 Chelsea fans ejected from Anfield for Hillsborough chance. Rightly so. That needs to happen more and more often because it's completely unacceptable. And I know people got upset that there was a Tannoy announcement of, you know, that the rent boy chance were unacceptable. And again, they are. And there was nothing said about what the Chelsea fans were chanting Let's be honest, Liverpool can't tell Chelsea fans to behave themselves. They can ask Liverpool fans to behave themselves. What do you think the reaction would be if George came across to Tannoy and said, Chelsea fans, do do you mind? (laughs) 
they'd just be louder. They'd do it more often. They would just turn into a circus. Uh, ten of Bob Paisley's best Liverpool quotes. There should be some good ones here. This club has been my life. I'd go out and sweep the street and be proud to do it if Liverpool Football Club asked me to do it. The sort of lad I am... I'm sorry, the sort of lad I'm looking for is a kid who will nutmeg Kevin Keegan in training, then step aside him in the corridor. Class. If you're in the penalty area and you're not sure what to do with the ball, stick it in the net and we'll discuss your options afterwards. I love Paisley's statue. I, I, Shankly's is great. I think Paisley's is even better because of what it signifies. It's not about the long ball or the short ball. It's about the right ball. It seems like a few of our current players could do have been reminded of that. One of the things I keep reminding players is that if when you're lost in a fog, you must stick together. Then you don't get lost. If there's a secret about Liverpool, that's it. The whole of my life, what they wanted was honesty. They were not concerned with cultured football, but with triers who gave 100%. I've been here during the bad times too. One year we came second. Again, certain people right now should remember that this this was the view of the men that built the club. I said that when I took over, I would settle for a drop of bells once a month, a big bottle at the end of the season and a ride around the city in an open-top bus. We have a marvellous backroom team at Anfield who share the workload wonderfully well. No club has more has a more able and closely knit staff than ours. The Anfield boot room has become legendary and we have a full and frank exchange of views in there in a leisurely atmosphere on a Sunday morning. It's just like popping down to the local. And the last one then is other people have earned more money than me in football, but nobody, ha- no one has enjoyed it as much as me. These were great, great men. Shankly, this picture of Shankly, Paisley, Fagan, Ronnie Moran, Ruben Bennett. Not sure who that last person is. But yeah, I mean, what a man. Tyler Morton assists as Liverpool edge closer to recalling six players. Why are we recalling six players? Reese Williams is coming back. Why? I've no idea. Because he's been playing pretty well. I assume it's it's so that Matt Phillips can be sold. Fidel O'Rourke has been brought back. Balagizzi's been brought back because he's been injured. Max Waltman has come back. Billy Komet has come back because he couldn't get a game. Uh, Orzinski's back because he wasn't getting games. You assume that they'll all be loaned back out for the second half of the season. Moving on to Liverpool.com. Jurgen Klopp, triple Arsenal prediction proven right as 239,300,000 explained 21 point Liverpool gap. There is no explaining the gap between us and Arsenal now. There just isn't. Real Madrid can't afford to match Liverpool for Jude Bellingham amid desperate transfer note. This sounds like nonsense. This is the um, Media Digest. Klopp blocks move 
What move has he blocked? Oh, the possibility of Calvin Ramsey going out on loan. Uh, desperate transfer message. Liverpool received a warning about doing business in January while most fans are imploring FSG try and fix the midfield this month. One figure associated with the club has cancelled against any desperate activity. John Barnes. Um, Barnes listed Jude Bellingham and Declan Rice as examples of players in the unobtainable category. Declan Rice isn't good enough to play for Liverpool. So... Who cares whether he's attainable or not? Uh, he mentioned Mason Mount. Mason Mount would be a very good signing. Real Madrid cannot match Liverpool. I mean, does anyone really believe this? Really? Real always find a way. Liverpool transfer. Liverpool open door for January transfer U-turn. Yeah, again, it's but not Phillips. Liverpool can tank Man City for new Jude Bellingham, who should be there. Mohamed Salah transfer air. That's about Yusofa Makoko. He would be a tremendous signing as the long-term replacement for Mo. Jurgen Klopp just quietly made a radical Liverpool change and Virgil van Dijk will justify it. Jurgen Klopp may have just hinted at Cody Gakbo future with an intriguing double Liverpool decision. Liverpool should exploit Juventus points deduction to seal ideal 38 million Jurgen Klopp transfer. Um, that's a picture of Locatelli. Locatelli is a very, very good player. But I don't know that he's ideal for how we should want to play. Like, realistically, we should be looking to get back to the way we played a few years back. And Locatelli isn't an ideal fit for that unless you play him as the six. The other issue with Locatelli is Juventus don't own him. He's on loan from Sassuolo with an obligation to buy at the end of the season. So he's not available. If you can hear a chainsaw, by the way, please do ignore that. Um, Liverpool should solve the Mohamed Salah problem with perfect bargain transfer for Jurgen Klopp. What is this? Patrick Vimmer. I mean, no. Just, Just no. In no way is he perfect for us at all we can do so much better he's a he's a talented player he's not good enough to play for Liverpool we need to stop this he's also only just moved to Wolfsburg it's not like he's lit the Bundesliga on fire he's got two goals this season he got three last year like he's a talented player he needs years more to become good enough to play for us Anfieldindex.com. We've got loads of new stuff up. It's a piece about Basetic. It's a piece from Stephen Smith about Liverpool needing to resist the urge to move Trent into central midfield. I do agree about moving him into central midfield, but I wouldn't mind seeing him in wide midfield. Fabio Carvalho, summer decision pending. 
That's from David Davis. There's a lot of discourse around him right now. It's odd. Uh, Lessons learned from the Chelsea game, written by David Davis. Check that one out. Podcast-wise, there's a new Money Talks with Trev and Mo talking about the recently published Deloitte Money League lists with how much money Manchester City are pretending they're earning and et cetera, et cetera. There's new minefield, which is always good. Always good. Alan and Andrew, once again, just hit the spot. Brilliant. Um, the Anfield Index podcast, episode 353, has Trev, Lisa Marie and Cam. So give that one a listen. There is a new Under Pressure with Dan, Sai, the other Dan, and Phil Barker. So do check that one out. The lads also got mentioned in the Times recently, which was nice. It's the Sunday Times, I think. And then there is a new Pro Plus with Trev and Dave Davis. So give that one a listen. listen. Uh, Hair Today, Gone Tomorrow. I assume Hair Today is Dave Davis and Gone Tomorrow is Downey. Could be wrong, but that'll do. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.